Hello, I'm Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. And in this series, we're looking at the exciting truth that healing is in the atonement, that we can receive healing through the atonement of Christ. Just as we receive forgiveness from sin, salvation, because we know that Jesus died for all our sins, and therefore he loves us, he wants to forgive us, and we can come to him and receive. So if we know that healing is provided also in the atonement, he died for all of us so that we can receive healing from our sicknesses. If we know that, we have a strong foundation of faith. And because healing is in the atonement, that's why the psalmist could say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, and who heals all your diseases. Why can he, why does God forgive all our iniquities? Because Jesus on the cross paid the price for all our iniquities. So God also heals all our diseases. In other words, healing is available for all our diseases. On what basis? It has to be the atonement of Christ that Jesus died for our sicknesses as well as our sins. And that's why it says he is the Lord our healer. He is always our healer. We need to learn to trust him for healing just as we trust him for forgiveness. And this is proclaimed in Isaiah 53. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs, literally our sicknesses, and carried our sorrows, literally our pains, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. The New Testament quotes these verses and is, uses Greek words that absolutely are unambiguous, that Jesus bore our sick, physical sicknesses. It says in Matthew 8 that he healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself bore our, took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And these are words that mean physical sicknesses. Jesus bore our sicknesses, and on that basis, Jesus was able to heal all who came to him for physical healing. Even though it was before the cross, the work of the cross is applied also for the people who lived before the cross. That's how God has forgiven and healed anyone from the beginning of time to the end of time, is on the basis of the cross. There is no other basis for our forgiveness and our healing. So healing must be in the atonement. Isaiah 53 goes on and says, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace, for our shalom, our wholeness, our healing, was upon him. And by his stripes, by his bruise, we are healed. Healing is ours through the atonement. That's confirmed again in the New Testament which interprets this verse in 1 Peter. He himself bore our sins on his body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live to righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Again, it uses a Greek word that speaks of physical healing on the basis of the stripes of Jesus, on the basis of the atonement. And so the healing ministry of Jesus, where he healed them all, is based on the atonement. It was healing on credit. Many deny this, because if healing was in the atonement, 
And since the atonement was for all people, then healing must be available for all. And they don't like that idea because, um, well, that would be a, a great challenge to them. It's too good to believe, if you like, that Jesus wants to heal you. And so Jesus did indeed, according to the Bible, take all our sins and all our sicknesses. That means we can be forgiven of all our sins and we can be healed of all our diseases. Well, we're going to prove this even further because it has such ramifications for our faith. We're going to see that the whole basis of Jesus' ministry was the fulfillment of the year of Jubilee. And the year of Jubilee speaks of the blessings of grace released through the atonement, the blessings that were purchased by the atonement. And Jubilee is all about the, the, the release of those blessings, the proclamation of those blessings, and people receiving those blessings in their life. Jesus claimed that he made healing available to all because he was the fulfillment of Jubilee. Uh, in the year of Jubilee, the blessing of freedom was for all, because Jubilee was based on the atonement. Let's go now to Leviticus 25, and we'll see this wonderful picture of the Jubilee, which is actually the picture of the Gospel. The Gospel is the fulfillment of Jubilee. Leviticus 25 says, You shall count seven Sabbaths of years for yourself, seven times seven years, which is 49 years. Then you will cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, on the Day of Atonement. So notice the, st the announcement of Jubilee and the start of the Jubilee year was actually on the Day of Atonement. You will make the trumpet sound throughout all your land and you'll consecrate a 50th year, a special year, and proclaim liberty. That's the first thing, liberty, throughout all the land to all the inhabitants. We're going to see that the reason why it applies to all is because it was done on the Day of Atonement. The basis for the Jubilee blessings and the, and the proclamation was the atonement that was made that paid the price for those blessings so they could be freely available. And the first blessings that are released are liberty. We'll talk about that. It says, Proclaim it liberty throughout all the land to all the inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee to you. And each one of you shall return to his possession. And each one of you shall return to his family. And then it, verse 11 says, The fiftieth year shall be a jubilee to you. In it you will neither sow nor reap, for it is the jubilee, it shall be holy to you. In this year of jubilee, each one of you shall return to his possession. It's a year of grace. There would be no working, no sowing and reaping. Everything would be grace. They would be set free from their debts, set free from their slavery, and they would be free again and they could return to their possession. Everything they had lost through their sin, they could now reclaim their lost possessions. And so it was a release from the negative and a restoration to the positive. 
Verse 28 says, What was sold shall remain in the hand of him who bought it until the year of Jubilee. In other words, if you lost your possessions, it remains in the other person's hands until the year of Jubilee, and in the Jubilee it shall be released. It's released back to you. And he shall return to his possession. He can reclaim his possessions. And if he's not redeemed in these years, then it shall be released. He shall be released in the year of Jubilee, he and his children with him. So there's two things that happen. First, you are released from your sins, from your debts, from your slavery, and also your lost possessions are released back to you so that you can reclaim it. And this is all a picture of what God does for us through the atonement. He releases us from our sins, praise God, he forgives us of our sins, but also he restores what we've lost, that lost righteousness, that lost health, that lost joy, that lost blessing, that lost prosperity is released back to us. Everything that Adam lost in the fall, now Christ, the second Adam, releases back to us through the Jubilee. The presence of God that was lost is now restored to us, and through his presence we, 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 we possess our lost possessions. And so the Jubilee was good news to the poor. It was a special year of grace. It was called the acceptable year of the Lord. It was forgiveness of debts. It was release from slavery. And it was a restoration of everything. Land, houses, possessions, family that had been lost. And so they, the Jews, you see, had a certain inheritance in the land. But if they fell into debt, which is a picture of sin, they had to sell themselves as slaves for a few years to pay off their debts. And so they would be separated from their families. They would lose their inheritance in the land. But once in a lifetime, on the year of Jubilee, they would hear the trumpet blast, and that was the proclamation that now it's the acceptable year of the Lord, your sins are forgiven, your debts are forgiven, and you are set free, and you can reclaim your lost possessions. Praise God. So it was good news to the poor. And these blessings were released on the Day of Atonement. They were released on the basis of the Atonement. And the Day of Atonement I want to tell you about because this is one of the greatest pictures of the sacrifice of Christ. And this is a, a wonderful thing. Once a year, you see, there were the ordinary sacrifices, but once a year there was a great sacrifice on the Day of Atonement. It's almost as if this was the final sacrifice. This was the ultimate sacrifice. And on that day, this was the only day in which the high priest would enter the Holy of Holies. This was like the most complete picture of the sacrifice of Christ. And the, the high priest would bring the sin offering. The blood of the sin offering would be sacrificed. And he would bring the blood into the Holy of Holies, into the very presence of God in the Holy of Holies, and put the blood on the throne of God, the Ark of the Covenant, the mercy seat. And this was a very dangerous thing because if, he, if there was something wrong with the sacrifice or wrong with the priest, the high priest would fall down dead. And so a rope was tied around his legs so they could pull him out of the Holy of Holies uh, if he collapsed down dead. And there were bells on, put on his garments so that they would ring, showing that he was still alive. And so they were, everyone was anxious, would God accept the sacrifice? Because if God didn't accept the sacrifice, they wouldn't be under the grace of God. They would be under judgment. And so when the high priest 
brought the blood into the Holy of Holies. And then when he appeared alive again, as he come out of the Holy of Holies and appeared to the people, that was cause for great joy because that signified that the sacrifice had been accepted and that Israel's sins were, were forgiven and that they were under the grace of God. They were accepted. And so it's the acceptable year of the Lord. And it signifies that we are accepted by Jesus through his sacrifice. And once in the year of Jubilee in particular, but it was true for every day of atonement, but especially on the year of Jubilee, the high priest would then send the trumpeters throughout the nation to make a proclamation. And they were to go to every town and village and make this proclamation two by two. One would have the trumpet, the other would be the proclaimer, the herald, the evangelist. And they would say, the sacrifice has been accepted, your sins are forgiven. It's the year of Jubilee. You are set free from your debts. You are set free from your prison. You can return and reclaim everything that you lost. And so that was a good news message that went out. And the trumpets were sounding. And Jubilee means trumpet blast. And every village, every time they heard the message, they got their own shofar out and they started blowing the trumpet. And the land of Israel was filled with the trumpet blasts, proclaiming the good news that it was the year of Jubilee. And God uses the picture of Jubilee to be the picture of the gospel. The gospel is the Jubilee proclamation. And we are meant to preach the gospel, which means we are meant to blow the Jubilee trumpet. Jesus fulfilled this, of course, in great detail. The high priest, you see, offered himself as the sin offering. And that's a picture of Jesus, our high priest. He offered himself on the cross. He was both the high priest and the sacrifice. He offered himself on the altar of the cross as our sin offering. And then when he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven. He entered the Holy of Holies with his blood. And then, having done that, he appeared, remember when he appeared to Mary Madeline at 8 o'clock in the morning, he said to her, don't cling to me because I am ascending to my God and your God. I'm ascending. In other words, he's ascending actually as the first fruits offering, but also he was ascending with his blood into the heavenly holy of holies. And then that sacrifice was accepted. He reappeared then to his disciples, alive, the high priest appearing alive. What did that signify? It signified the fact that the sacrifice had been accepted. And then he told his disciples, go into all creation and proclaim the good news, proclaim jubilee, proclaim that your sins are forgiven, proclaim liberty, that you can, you can go free from your sin. You can go free from your sickness. You can go free from whatever held you in bondage because the price has been paid. The atonement has been made. And so captives could go free from sin and bondage and sickness. And we can go free. That's the gospel message. Your sins are forgiven you. In Christ, you can go free. And also you can reclaim, you can return and reclaim your lost inheritance. Everything that Adam lost, that righteousness with God, that peace with God, that health, you see, that was lost because of sin, you can now reclaim it. You can now 
rebuild your life. And everything that was lost is because man lost the presence of God. But now in Christ, in his anointing, in his presence, we can now regain everything that was lost. We can regain that love, that joy, that peace, that health. All of these things come from the presence of God. The presence of God is released to us in the Jubilee. That presence of God saves us, makes us born again, restores our life. And so these Jubilee blessings were available to all on a free gift basis through the atonement because the price was paid. These, the Jubilee trumpets is the preaching of the gospel that needs to be sounded everywhere. And then when people hear the trumpet, the power of God is released through the trumpet because the moment that proclamation is made, the power is present for them to be saved, to be healed. The, the, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. When we share the gospel, then people have the opportunity. If they believe it, they can go free from their sin, from their sickness because the power's in the proclamation. It's been paid for by the atonement, and that power is then made available through the Jubilee Proclamation. Praise God. What is the Jubilee Proclamation? It's good news to the poor. It's the acceptable year of the Lord. All who believed, heard and believed the Jubilee trumpet could claim their forgiveness, could claim their freedom, and could return to their lost inheritance. And so we're going to see that the Jubilee blessings are a picture of the gospel because Isaiah, we've already seen how Isaiah 53 is a picture of the atonement. After Isaiah 53 is Isaiah 61. And this is a prophecy that the Messiah, when he comes, he will bring in the Jubilee. He will proclaim Jubilee. He will bring forth the blessings that he purchased in his atonement. It says, and this is the Messiah speaking, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor, good news to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, that is the jubilee year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy, the anointing for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And so this is the Jubilee, the Messiah. When he comes, he will proclaim the Jubilee. And notice the blessings of this great messianic Jubilee includes healing for the sick, healing for the brokenhearted, setting the liberty of those who are held captive by sickness, restoration of life, of beauty, of joy, for those under the heavy burdens of life, of sickness and pain. And when Jesus came, he declared that he was the promised Messiah who had come to fulfill this great jubilee. Jesus came preaching the gospel, blowing the jubilee trumpet. And we read about this in Luke 4, and what he preached at Nazareth is what he preached everywhere he went, because it says he preached the gospel in all the towns and villages. It's the same gospel that he preached. This is Jesus preaching the gospel. 
It says that he opened the book and he found where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And here's Jesus preaching the gospel to the poor. He's saying this, the prophecy of Isaiah is, is, I'm fulfilling it now. I am anointed to preach the gospel. He was anointed at his baptism. His, the spirit of God came upon him. The presence of God was upon him. And he was bringing jubilee to the people. He was preaching the gospel to the poor. Those who were in debt, those who had lost everything through sin, he has now come to restore it. Again, the jubilee blessings are released on the basis of the atonement, and they include healing. And this is the basis of Jesus' healing ministry. You see, he had come to, he was anointed to heal the sick, to heal the brokenhearted, and he did it by proclaiming jubilee. And when they believed him, they received the anointing that was upon him, and that anointing, the presence of God on him, healed them. So you see, the healing is part of the Messiah's Jubilee, and the blessings of Jubilee are based on atonement. And so healing must be in the atonement, because the Jubilee blessings include healing. And, and, and again, they're based on atonement. So Jesus went on and said, He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of Jubilee. Then he closed the book, and, he, and it says, He began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, I've come to fulfill this today. I am the Messiah. I'm anointed to heal you. This is the year of Jubilee. This is the acceptable year. And we know that his healing ministry was again the fulfillment of the year of Jubilee. Those who believed the proclamation and received his power, his anointing, were healed of their diseases. So healing is in the Jubilee and all the blessings of Jubilee are based on the atonement because Jubilee was on the Day of Atonement. And so the gospel is the fulfillment of the year of Jubilee. Jesus preached the gospel and then he sent us to go and preach the gospel. It's the same gospel. There aren't two gospels. The gospel is the proclamation of all the Jubilee blessings that are now released, freely available, because they have been paid for by the atonement of Christ. And they include healing, they did in the ministry of Jesus, and so the Jubilee blessings include healing today because Jesus died for our sicknesses as well as our sins. And so the healing power was upon him. It was freely available to those who wanted to receive him. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, the power is present on me to set you free from your sicknesses, from your diseases, from your bondages, it's freely available. The price has been paid. It's the acceptable year of the Lord right now. And so the Jubilee blessings are based on the atonement. The Messiah's great Jubilee includes healing and every blessing, restoration of everything that man has lost in the fall. God is saying, my anointing is here now to restore it to you. What you need is the presence of God in your life, the healing power in your life, the power to prosper 
Everything that you need has been purchased by Jesus on the cross in his atonement. And now he offers it to you as a free gift. But you have to hear the jubilee trumpet. You have to hear the proclamation. Faith has to rise in your heart and you have to say, yes, I'm going to walk free. I, liberty is proclaimed, but I've got to believe it and I've got to walk free. And I've got to return to my lost possessions and I've got to reclaim them. And whatever you've lost in health and, and in other areas of your life, you, if you believe the message of good news to the poor, you can come and receive those things back in the, through the presence of God, through the anointing that he releases to you. That's the woman with the issue of blood. She did that. She heard about Jesus, it said. She believed in the anointing that was on him because she said, if I can just touch him, that power will flow into me and restore my health. And she believed the message of Jubilee and she tapped into that healing power and she was healed. And so it's the same today. God offers us. It's the year of Jubilee now. It says in 2 Corinthians um, that uh, it is now. He says, in an acceptable time I've heard you. In the day of salvation I've helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now, he says, it's the year of Jubilee. It's the year of Jubilee for you right now. You can receive. This is your time to receive. The blessings of salvation are here for you now. That's how you got saved. You heard the message. It's a now message. God loves you. He wants to save you now. He's paid for your salvation. Just reach out and receive Jesus. Jesus is your Jubilee. And you can receive healing the same way. His healing is paid for. Healing has been made available to you through the atonement of Christ. And it's announced to you through the gospel. It says, healing is yours. You may have lost that health, but it's in the presence of God, there is health and strength and healing paid for. It's the acceptable time of the Lord. You can come to him and you'll be accepted by him and his presence will fill your heart and life and you can regain your lost inheritance of health and strength. Receive your healing now. Receive that healing anointing into your life. Amen. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And our vision is to spread the in-depth teaching of the Word of God to the ends of the earth. But we need your help. And on our website, oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk, you, you can find the, a way you can help us financially. And we would be so grateful. We've been talking about Jesus is our Jubilee, one of the greatest revelations of the greatest grace of God in the Bible. And one of the proofs that healing is available to us now. He's our Jubilee. And so let me encourage you to have my CD series, eight messages on Jesus, our Jubilee, and what that means, that his presence, his anointing is available to us to be healed. And getting healed shows you step by step how you can receive that anointing and his divine presence to heal your body, how you can receive that by faith into your body. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3 7QH. 
You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086.